I'm doing a reading for Pisces. Sun, moon, rising, and Venus. Also for your cross watchers. Also for those of us who find ourselves on this channel without any Pisces anything. You're probably an empath. You're probably needing messages from your soul. Okay? So as I get the cards ready, if you guys could please like and share this video i'm live on youtube and on facebook and if you are listening to me via podcast i hope that you heart like i don't know how podcasts go download it save it whatever it is just do it do it spend time with me spend time with me regularly all right here goes let's just get some cards I feel, um, I feel a lot of intensity starting. I don't know what it's from. I don't know what it's from. But it's very intense. It's like this intense energy. I asked what this reading was going to be about. Oh, I'll put that up. Uh, and what I heard is paying attention to you and taking notes. Like someone's taking notes. I don't know if they're taking notes to like mess with you or if they're taking notes to see what you like, what you don't like, like really getting, really getting to know you. Oh, really just, again, it's that sense of like paying attention. So that way when they go to approach you, they don't do it in like the quote unquote wrong way. Um, they want to make sure that they have the greatest potentiality of success when it comes to approaching you. Oh my gosh. It, yeah, I know it's already, we're in mercury retrograde that Merc RX needs to be something needs to be something. Okay. It just, it, it needs to go away. It needs to go away. We just, I don't know. Mercury needs to be put to sleep. <laughs> it needs to be put out of its misery is what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. How about this? Oh my God. I'm totally using my baby boo as a table to shuffle. I'm using her to shuffle. Are you okay? Hufflepuff? My poor Hufflepuff. She's not in the mood today. <laughs> She's not in the mood today. My Hufflepuff. She's not having none of that. And then we'll use this deck. I rarely use this deck just because it's hard to shuffle. But no. All right, guys. Let's legit get started. There you go. All right. Okay. We have all the cards ready. Just want to do a really quick roll call because y'all, you know, I want to acknowledge the places that so, so deeply support me. <laughs> all right. So I think it changes like every day. I'm not sure. But let's see. We still popping in Dallas, East Orange, over in Queens. What? St. Petersburg, Los Angeles, 
Okay. I'm loving this. United States is still in the lead. Russian Federation is following closely behind. Ireland is up in that mix as well as India. Y'all, if you're from a different country, y'all need to start listening to me on SoundCloud <laughs> so that I can track where you're from. I'm just saying. <sighs> okay, let's get started. Let's get started. Let's start for real. You ready, Hufflepuff? She is so miserable with her face. Jesus, Louisus. Anyways, rebirth. Rebirth is in reverse. Why? Why is that in reverse? I think because what's happening is they're like in this holding pattern. They're in this holding pattern. And it's really becoming this thing of just... Um, I'm about to give up on this reading. <laughs> it, it just irritated me. Oh my God. It just irritated me. Joy, I need you to heal me, baby. So yeah, she don't even want to look. She doesn't even want to look. It's this thing of they're totally just sitting there waiting. They don't know how to approach. They don't know like... They don't know what to do with themselves. And so they just sit there and sit there and sit there and they're stuck. They're stuck. They don't know how to move forward with you. Do you what? You got something to say? <laughs> you got something to say? She got something to say, you guys. She's crying tears for you because you, you're choosing not to make any forward movement. You guys got to pick something. If you really, really, really can't, you know, approach, then walk away. And it's not, it's not this thing of like impatience. It's more of this thing of you have a life that you need to live. You really, truly have a life that you need to live and being stuck in this, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what you would classify it as. It's like, you're just in this holding pattern, you know, like joy, joy is crying for you. Don't cry. They gonna be okay. There's something they're choosing. They're choosing this. They're choosing. <laughs> She's thinking about it. She's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That lack of movement, lack of action. Look at this. Yeah, she's, she, yeah. Summer's going to be upside down as well. If you don't start making choices for your growth, um, I don't know that you're going to grow in a sufficient manner. It feels like this is going to carry over and it's going to be something that's going to just continue to make you miserable. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she don't want it either initiation and reverse you're not bringing yourself any closer to whatever this is that needs to take place you're just not whoever this is 
it's almost like it's almost like they 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 want to know everything and observe everything before any decision is made because it has to be almost like some sort of calculated thing. Like it can't just be. It can't just be a decision. It can't just be like a life journey, a life path. It's this thing that has to be calculated and you have to weigh out what the risks are, what the rewards are. You know, sometimes for certain types of things, um, for certain types of things, you kind of just need to do it. Do it or don't, you know? Do it or don't. If you're going to continue to keep yourself in a holding pattern, then you're going to continue to keep holding yourself in a place where it's almost like you're not happy. No, it's not almost. You're not happy where you are right now within yourself, within your life. You're not happy. And if that's where you're going to hold yourself just to make sure, I feel like for some, you're going to miss that opportunity. And I hear the word again. Mm-hmm. Miss that opportunity again. Damn. Really? Again. Wow. I don't want my daughter to hear this. Just cover your ears. Put earmuffs. She needs earmuffs. Oh, she needs earmuffs is what it is. Um, I think you're hearing Joy. She's she's grunting. She's like, uh, uh, <laughs> that's what she's saying, you know? So it's one of those things where you really have to make a decision. Uh, this holding pattern is just not going to be cool no more. It's not. Um, either you're going to miss your opportunity or, or you're just going to keep yourself in a pattern of being unhappy, you know, like it, it, it's almost this feeling of your unhappiness or your happiness, um, is more important to me than it is to you. That's, that's not how it should be. You know, that's totally not how it should be. It should be this thing where you're personal peace that internal peace should be just as important to you as it is to me it's that internal peace that that gives you enough stillness to be able to clearly see where you're headed in your life you know what i mean where are you headed i'm not talking about careers i'm not talking about money i'm talking about within yourself your journey your happiness where are you headed? It's no longer enough to just stay in some sort of holding pattern. It's just not. It's not. It's really, really not. I cannot emphasize that enough. And I'm wondering, are they like looking for confirmation that you are going to accept them as they are? Are they... Oh, you're going to take my Hufflepuff? Mm -hmm. Wait, you're just a pretty girl. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> she, look how she's looking at you. It's <laughs> she's like, nah. That's a good girl. Come on, such a good girl. <laughs> she's like, 
you know, the kid said she's Cobra Kai, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's Cobra Kai. Look, she's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Bye, baby. All right. She's being taken away. She needs to go outside. She's like, <laughs> anyways, anywho, this is a solo flight again. My co-pilot got taken. <laughs> it's fine. <sighs> we were just peacefully cuddling and then she was taken from me. <laughs> okay. Power. So witch's hat, power. The sense that I get from this is kind of like, oh, that makes me nervous. It's almost like this sense of they're pulling this power move out of their hat. They got a hat of tricks, a bag of tricks. Hmm. It looks... Like the energy of it looks like um, it looks like they actually have something planned. So, okay. When is Mercury going to be done? <laughs> because it's almost this sense of they're going to be reaching out before Mercury is completed. It's uh, retrograde stuff. So then this is like an X. Someone you knew from your past. Oh, no, you guys. Mercury brings a lot of things from your past back to you. Um, doesn't necessarily mean. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you you know, <laughs> is going to be a good thing. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So, again, another sense. It's like the same cards over and over. It's a sense of this is something that started in winter time. Granted, we're still in winter. So maybe it began to ramp up end of fall and went into full swing. Um, start of winter, February 4th, it's over. And then you add another two weeks to February 4th. And that's when we'll be completely out of the shadow of Mark Rx. So... These next couple of weeks are going to be really intense. The, the very strong sense that I get is someone is watching you and taking notes. Um, I mean, for me personally, if they're watching you and taking notes just to see um, maybe like the things that you like, the things that you don't like, that's one thing. But if someone is watching you taking notes and trying to like, assess um any weaknesses that can be exploited i mean you you need to start doing some finger stretches and start conditioning your knuckles and prepare a knuckle sandwich i'm just saying energetic energetic never physical violence unless it's absolutely necessary but <sighs> It's this sense of like, you need to make sure you're aware of what is taking place around you. What's taking place around you? What is it? Are you paying attention? Is, is that what the message is? Like, 
uh, encouragement to pay attention to the people around you. Uh, am I moving again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that what it is? I'm moving again. You want me to move again? I'm so tired of moving. Just stick me back in an RV. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So at least I don't have to move anymore. I just, we just have to like turn on the RV and drive to the next place you want me to go to because this whole packing things up and unpacking it again, it's just, it's not cool. I'm so over that. Okay, so we have spring, we have winter. This is something, and then we have summer too. All right. So last summer was when things kind of went upside down. And then fall, it began to amplify, amplify, amplify. By winter time, you whoever this is got themselves right side up again. They're seeing clearly. They understand the decisions that need to be made for their happiness. Spring is over here percolating, waiting, waiting, waiting. They have something hidden away in their hat. Um, it's something like a very powerful display of i'm hoping affection i would rather have a display of affection than a display of outright hatred <laughs> oh no i don't know they don't want an initiation those they want to just show up and be accepted like there's no initiation period there's no trial period is that what it is like initiation is in reverse. I'm telling you, there's just so so much ease living in an RV because like you don't like the area, you don't like the neighbor, it's drive. <laughs> just drive, drive somewhere. And it's really not that expensive. If you can find an RV uh, within your budget, there's places in this country where um, the RV spot, including all the utilities, the hookup, it's like $200 or less per month. It's real cheap. I'm just saying. Uh, moon cycles. So they're going through their cycles. You're going through your cycles. They're going through their cycles. And like a third-party circumstance. There's three of them. There's three of them. But triple moon goddess. So it has like two different meanings to me. <clears throat> you're like the epitome of what they're looking for. You're that triple moon goddess, right? Um, and then it's also this sense of like, you know, third party circumstance. Hey, boo, you just moved too. I saw your post. <laughs> and it's wand intention. What's your intention? What's their intention? Oh, this reading's not making sense to me. It's like the same old stuff. It feels like it's the same old thing. Continuing to be... <sighs> continuing to be um, considered, right? So the next two cards, Ancestors, Remembrance, Fire, and Passion. So... It's almost a sense of like... Um, one of their ancestors 
keeps reigniting their passion, their fire towards you. Um, I don't know. This is so hard. I don't know. I just wanted to eat Korean barbecue. <laughs> but I didn't want to go anywhere is what the problem was. So I decided to come live. Hey, Rochelle. Um, I don't know what my issue is. I'm having an issue. I'm having an issue. Okay, card number 32, faith in the process. All right. So first, I got to ask. Maybe that, that would make more sense to me if I asked. Mikaela, is this reading through the eyes of the person or the cross watcher? Because I think this might be um, for the cross watcher, this deck might be for the cross watcher where it's like <clears throat> they're talking to themselves about what to do, how to proceed, how to go about things. And then, um, you know, it's, it's like kind of like wishy-washy, wishy-washy, wishy-washy. You're intimidating. You're intimidating. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <sighs> okay, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're intimidating AF. You intimidate the heck out of them is what it is. You really, really intimidate them. And that's why they want to approach this in the proper way. What is the proper way? That's what they're trying to figure out right now. So why are they afraid? Okay. You have to have faith in this process. This is now for you, not the cross watcher. You have to have faith in this process because they're over there. They can't take another step forward. They are butt booty naked in their truth, sitting in a cold wagon, waiting for soul to drag them closer to you. Um, be patient. If you're waiting for whoever this is to show themselves to you, please be patient with their process, okay? Card number 40, sacred fool. They're, I think they're scared that, um, or maybe you're scared that they're gonna make a fool of you. No one can make a fool of you. No one. It's not foolish to take a chance on a person. I mean, unless your higher self is already telling you not to. It's not foolish. It's not a foolish thing to spend time with a person and experience a depth of love and connection, even if it doesn't last long term. See, we live in a world where everyone wants a guaranteed thing, but they don't want to put the effort into the guarantee, into creating that guarantee that things will pan out, things will work out you still have to put effort into something, even if it's a soul connection. If it's a soul connection, it's worth the effort. But here's the thing, you have to put the effort. Are you willing to? Are you willing to invest the time, the energy, the focus? on whatever this is, whoever this is. You guys, this might not even be a romantic thing. This might be someone who was a friend. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's a soul connection and they don't know how to approach you. They, you know, we don't know who or what this is. 
but whoever this is, whatever this is, they watching you. They're taking notes. They're watching you. They're paying very close attention to the person that you've become in the time that they've been gone. Oh, we. So this is someone you actually know. This is someone you have a history with. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's an ex. I don't know if it's um, a friend. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to just keep spraying myself. I'm going to spray myself with, with my refresher facial mist and, and just keep reading, stay in my lane and not make any assumptions. Card number seven, legacy of light. The sense that I get is whoever this is, they are totally part of what's going to trigger you to rise to higher levels of um, consciousness awareness. That's what it is. That's why they need to come forward. It's going to trigger um, a process that fine tunes your level of awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Oh! <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it was so necessary. It was necessary. It was necessary to spray that much. Just saying. Let me get it off my hair. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Card number 13. Power of attraction. Ooh. Power of attraction. So this is what you're calling to you. You're attracting to you the very thing that's going to help you get triggered into a process of further developing, further ripening your inner, under, and overstanding of yourself and your soul. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Card number 12. Oh, it's a countdown. 13, 12. Every journey starts with a single step. I think their bags are packed. Whatever life they were once living, all the way up through to winter point, point of winter, end of fall, start of winter, uh, it seems like they've packed their bags and they're about to leave it alone. I'm sorry, Annie. Please, please don't be combative and disruptive in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay, people might not understand that I'm joking. Annie says, isn't that the twin card? Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, please stop being combative in the comments. <laughs> <clears throat> please let's not be combative or abrasive. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's a twin card. Um, it's not necessarily a twin card, not necessarily a twin card in the sense of like you know, traditional twin sense, you know, it could be like, for all we know, it could be like underwear twins, like you guys wear the same underwear. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Let's not limit that. We just don't know. We don't know how it will play out. <sighs> we just don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Did I wave you away, Annie? Oh my That was too much. <laughs> that was that was far too much. I am sorry, Annie. <laughs> oh my goodness! I slapped myself for you. Okay, card number nine. What do you feel? What do you feel though? Are you so caught up in that human? experience the human struggle that you haven't been paying attention to the way you feel because the way you feel is important the way someone makes you feel either in their absence in their presence really it's irrelevant <clears throat> so here's the thing here's the thing okay i feel so strongly about this when some <laughs> the face I feel so strongly about this. Um, if someone removes themselves from your life in order to punish you, close the door and deadbolt it. <laughs> you don't need that kind of toxicity. You really, really don't. You really, really don't. That's toxic AF. Like, what's to stop them from doing that again? How long did it take you to heal from that? Oh, see. Michael says, see, and then you wonder why people don't know if they should approach or not. What? But I'm telling the truth. Like, how long did it take you to heal from that? If you haven't learned how to <clears throat> not have expectations in regards to how long someone will be in your life, it might not be time for you to reconnect. However, if you've let go of those expectations and now it's kind of just this thing of like, okay, well, why are you here? Do we need to conversate? Is there something we need to learn in each other's presence? Um, are you here to trigger a cycle of learning? You know, just kind of being open to the way this will unfold without any... <clears throat> commitments to a time frame then maybe maybe it will work out and you guys can be in each other's presence um but if like lisa says see look she says he punished himself but i'm still healing from it come a long way if you're still in the process of healing from it uh are you have you reached a level of stability yet where you can be in that type of presence again without completely falling apart. And then comes this next question of, is that why they're being brought back to you so that you can fall apart? The breakdown to build up, you know, where your life becomes deconstructed in order for it to be reconstructed in a more proper, more aligned, more fortified manner. I mean, we don't really know the answers to these questions, do we? We just don't. So now, not only does the cross watcher need to make a decision, I think you need to make a decision as well. Like, are you going to be open to your life bringing people you need to be present to learn what you need to learn? Are you going to be open to that? 
And I, I didn't mention anything about romance. I'm talking strictly about their presence in your life. Are you open to having them present? <sighs> I think that answer is going to be different for everyone. I think it's just going to be different for everyone because we're all at different stages of healing. We're at different stages of healing, different, um, different layers, different layers are being pulled back and, you know, just one of those things. It's just one of those things. So many, aspects of you are needing to be considered especially the aspects of you that are still in the process of healing so card number six shock of the new for those who are meant to reconnect with a person um for the the sake of growth um they're going to be a completely different person than the person you once knew them to be and that's how you'll know this is not going to be a repeat. The likelihood of it being just a simple repeat of what you've already experienced is much less when someone, actually when both of you, have become different people. And the time that you guys have been absent, you both have grown, you both have shifted, you're now different people, okay? Card number 36, listening for truth. What is your heart telling you? What is your truth? That story that you're telling yourself, is that the truth? Or is that just a version of an experience seen through the, the goggles of pain? Did you view something in your life pertaining to this person in a very painful manner because... Um, you're not able to see clearly, and so you need glasses, spiritual glasses. And instead of putting the, the glasses that help you to see clearly, uh, you mistakenly reached for your trauma goggles, seeing them from the lens of trauma. So the Twin Flame card came up, and for me, that's an indication that whoever this is to you, they triggered some type of traumatic learning, a trauma-induced accretion. <sighs> you know, that's difficult. TIAs are very, very difficult, but they're a precursor to an ascension cycle. That's how you prime the auric field. Trauma-induced accretion. So now comes the secondary consideration, which, I mean, it might even be a primary consideration, to be honest. Is their presence not meant to be long-term? And it's simply a delivery method to initiate another trauma-induced secretion. Not because they're a bad person, okay? I want to make that very clear. This is not about maligning someone making them out to be a bad, bad person and this and that. No, you did your part too, all right? Both of you did things to hurt each other's feelings. Let's get past that. This is no longer about blame. This is about recognition of people's importance in your life because of the learning they can trigger, either in a compassionate manner or 
by another round of absence, who knows? We really don't know. And this is not something you can fully control. You can try all you want. You know, I'm not interested in being right. I'm not committed to always being right. Um, maybe in your situation, they're meant to stay in your life for a very long time. Maybe not. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Why do we want to know future events? Uh, recently, I had someone uh, basically accuse me of knowing future events. And, and they felt like I was just withholding information because I wouldn't tell future events. And I was like, you're full of shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I really, I, that was my knee-jerk reaction. Like, you're full of shit. Why the hell would I want to see the future? I want to live it, not see it so I can stress myself out and mess up the outcome of the lessons. And that's the thing. Whether you see it or not, you're still going to have to live through it. If it's something your soul has decided is part of your lesson plan, you're still going to have to live through it. So what does that mean? It means unless you can just observe neutrally, be a neutral observer of whatever it is that you're supposed to live through, you know, and then actually live through it, uh, you might, your reactions might be the very thing that causes it to be a negative thing. We don't know. It might be the thing that causes it to be a negative thing. We just, we really don't know. Isn't it enough for you to have um, just this sense? A sense that everything's going to be all right. That everything is happening in the way it's meant to happen. But Emmy, what if I make a mistake? Hey, you're telling the wrong person because I don't believe in mistakes. I don't believe in mistakes. I believe we meet the people we're meant to meet at the time we're meant to meet them. That's what I believe. There's been... There's been situations where I've been out and about in town. Uh, whatever town I was in. Maybe I was traveling, maybe I was vacation, whatever it is. And had I arrived there, even just a minute earlier, um, that would have ended up very differently. I have this way of like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... Um, I have this natural knack of being very unseen. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I'll drag my feet and I'll get there a minute or two later than when I'm supposed to. And that's just enough time for whoever um, I, I don't know is there but would like to avoid <laughs> um, turns their back. Yeah, that's happened many times already. It's just, it's happened many times where it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I need to get out of here. You know, it's happened quite a few times. 
like literally quite a few times. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know that they're going to be there. I don't, I didn't know that in advance. So why is that important? It's important to hear that because of the fact that I don't cross paths with them for some reason. I end up like a minute, two minutes late because I'm not ready to face certain people. That's why. That's why. It's important. It's important to know that everything happens in the time it's meant to happen. We cannot rush things. We cannot slow it down. It's just meant to happen in whatever way it is supposed to happen. There's been several accidents that I probably would have not survived that had I continued going at the speed I was going. I remember one time, um, like, it is very, very clear in my head. Um, I was exiting off of the freeway. I was in Hayward, California, exiting off the freeway because I was headed to my towards my chiropractor and the off-ramp usually gets backed up for people who are making a left. Uh, I needed to make a right. So what people normally do, what I normally do is I will ride the shoulder all the way to the right turn lane and I'll be able to make a right and not have to wait for the light. I didn't do that that day. I was already running late. I'm always rushing. I didn't do that that day. I sat there and I'm like, why am I sitting here? Why don't I ride the shoulder? And the whole time I'm having this conversation with myself of why, why, why? Instead of just hopping on the shoulder and going. Well, wouldn't you know, the light turns yellow when it's my turn to turn. Normally I'd run that yellow. No joke. Um, that day I stopped. It wasn't even a question. It was like, no, it's yellow. And I was like, but it just turned yellow. What the hell am I doing? I'm late. What am I doing? I still didn't go. Within a second, a car ran the red light from my left side. That would have T-boned my driver door. This person was going maybe over 60 miles an hour, maybe 70 miles an hour. Um... They were going so fast that when they passed my lane, all of the cars that were facing the same direction as me, all of our cars shook. That's how fast they were going. And I wasn't late to my chiropractor. I don't know how that happened, but I swear I was late. There's no mistakes to life. There really just isn't. You're exactly where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. You just are. The thing that happens is your brain tries to take over and convince you that you need to do this, you need to do that. How do you know? How do you know? You don't. You really don't know. There's this person who always like, we always just miss paths. <laughs> Barely missing each other's paths, right? And I remember I had to... I, had, I went somewhere. It was like a trip with my girlfriends, right? And um, I totally was like, we had to drive like 17 hours, something like that. We had to drive really far. 
And I didn't want to get another Airbnb. I, I was just like, no, we're just going to drive all the way. We'll take turns. We all have our license. And the thing was, I still hadn't picked an Airbnb for when we arrive at our destination, which was going to be like three in the morning, four in the morning. And what happened on the road? I, I kept being shown this one Airbnb and I was like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. And then it became this thing of, okay, this is the only like acceptable place. So I'll just book it, whatever. And, um, I arrive at that Airbnb. I have no way of proving it though. I know who this person who, whose path, we always just barely miss each other's paths. Right. Um, I know they were there. <laughs> probably within like 24 to 48 hours before me because the energy was all over the Airbnb. I could sense that like <laughs> someone hiding in here. It was, yeah, it, it was weird. It was a very weird sense, a very, very weird sense. But here's the thing, like there's nothing for me to be scared of because I'm really, I'm not going to cross paths with anybody unless I am at a place of maturity where it can help me to learn and grow. I don't believe in mistakes at all. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in um, wrong or right or any of that. I believe you live your life in exactly the way you're meant to. I believe you come across the people you are meant to come across who will help you to learn either through adversity or support uh, the things you need to learn and you will be in their lives and they will be in your lives for as long as your souls agree to. Not sooner, not less. Not sooner, not less, okay? So we need to let go of whatever it is, this expectation of being able to control things to the degree that we're trying to control things, you know? Like, why do you need to control things? Are you afraid you can't handle it if you don't control it? Because I found that that's why I try and control things. I don't know if I can handle whatever it is that needs to be handled if I don't try and control it and, and you know, uh, try and figure out this and that that's created so much hardship in my life so much my life is um it's perfect in the sense that i experience everything i need to experience at the time i need to experience it and i've now come to terms with that and it's kind of just like you know whatever 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 hardship occurs the only thing guaranteed in life is change. So if it's difficult, then I just need to remind myself, eventually this is going to change. If it's something that's amazing, pleasurable, um, then I need to remind myself, I better really be fully present because this is also going to change. This enjoyment has an expiration date. So I better be fully present and really enjoy it for as long as I'm able to. These are the things you have to keep in mind. So this person, whoever this is for you, um, this is someone who is, a, like, because, okay, 
this is a very crucial period in your trajectory. This is the part of your process where you are actually being calibrated for the trajectory. It's like taking aim at something. You can no longer control what happens after that arrow is released. After the bullet leaves the chamber, you're not controlling nothing. I know y'all have seen movies where Angelina Jolie, she flicked her wrist and she made that bullet curve. Baby boo, she lied to you. It comes out too fast to curve nothing. Okay? Nothing. Mm -mm. You're not curving it. You're just not. So don't believe in people and their teachings that tell you you're supposed to aim for something that they say you're supposed to aim for. When your heart, your heart is the one telling you exactly where to aim. I'm the last person you need to listen to when it comes to like trying to dictate how your life is going to go. No, I don't know your life. I probably don't know you. I should not have that type of control over you, that type of influence. These readings are nothing more than, well, they're intended to be nothing more than confirmation of what your higher self is saying. What is going on? Wait, what? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Michael keeps telling me to do NFTs. Um, oh, I don't want to. And so I just got to notice. NFTs and DAOs are combining in surprising ways. The varied uses of NFTs continues to surprise and delight. I don't got time for NFT. Not right now. Not right now. All right, so listening for truth, listen for the truth coming inside you first. And it should be simply a confirmation of that internal truth you've already received. All of the messages, all of the readings, all these things that you pay attention to for guidance, they're supposed to just reiterate what your soul was already telling you, okay? So be careful about who you put all of your trust into. What I, I don't know why I keep draining my battery. Okay. Okay. You better start charging, laptop. You're about to die. Anyways, card number 27 receiving. You're receiving guidance from places that. Are you drinking the Kool Aid? Are you drinking the Kool Aid? You know, someone used their foot to stir that Kool-Aid, right? <laughs> Unwashed foot in that Kool-Aid. You know that, right? <laughs> Y'all, don't drink people's Kool-Aid. Make your own. Totally serious. Don't drink other people's Kool-Aid. Make your own. Get intoxicated in your own truth versus taking in what other people are telling you you have to take in. For real. For real. 
And if, if you think like, well, I can trust Emmy. Yeah, you can trust me. But what the hell do I know? What do I know? I don't got answers for people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do with your life. All I know is I'm living my life. I'm trying to listen to my soul's guidance. Um, I pull cards to keep my focus in check. I don't know who the messages are for. I, I get people often. Um, it's almost like this accusatory thing. I, I don't know. I've become so overly sensitive about it at this point. It feels like this accusatory thing of people saying, you are talking to me. Like, you know, the things you were saying in the reading, you're like, you were telling me. I don't, what? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I don't even know who you are. What reading are you talking about? I'm live literally every day. Like, I don't even, I, I, I believe I have at least over a thousand videos on YouTube alone. That doesn't even count the number of videos I have on Facebook. What are you talking about? What did you see that you're accusing me of? You know? And it's this thing of like, if something resonates from the readings, I'm not doing a personal reading. Your soul brought you here and told you to pay attention to that particular part because that's the same thing it's been telling you, but you just don't want to receive it. That's what's happening. I'm not some oracle where you can come to me and I'm going to tell you how your life is going to unfold. I'm just not. Yes, I have precog abilities. But my precog abilities are based on your current trajectory. You change that trajectory by one degree, you will not hit the mark that I seen you land on. You won't hit that mark. If you change it by one degree, if it's that far in the future and we change it by one degree, so it's going that way, we change it by one degree, it's not going somewhere else. It's not going there, it's going there. That's a huge change. It makes a huge impact on your trajectory. The farther out it is, the larger the impact. So now we're, we're needing to digress back to the subject matter of they're watching, they're taking notes. Um, it's a question of what are they doing this for? Like, what exactly are they doing this for? Are they doing this to better understand you? So that when they approach you, um, it's much more amicable. They're aware of your triggers. So they, you know, they don't want to trigger you in some way. They want to approach in a respectful way. They want to this, they want to that. All beautiful intent. Um, nothing about dominating you or forcing anything upon you. That's beautiful. Okay. Thank you for considering me in that way where you want to make sure that 
you know enough about me to be able to approach me in a respectful way. That's beautiful, you know? Watching you to find your weakness, that's narcissistic stuff. There are people who exist who are like that. So now comes the question. Are you dealing with a narcissist? Is a narcissist coming back into your life to teach you more? Because although you learned a lot the last time they were around, you're reverting back to old behavioral patterns of overgiving, being overly available, over-explaining, blurring that boundary line. That's, you got to be careful with that. Okay. You got to be careful with that. And sometimes uh, narcissistic type of connections are brought back into your life after having successfully navigated another narcissist just recently. Uh, you know, another one is brought back into your life, not because you failed it, but because now your higher self is trying to determine how able are you to apply what you've learned. See, like I, I conduct a certification program, right? I taught myself how to work energy. Well, I, I remember how to work energy from previous lives. And I decided not long ago that I was going to begin a certification program. And with that, one of the main things, because it's a very soul-based program, one of the main things that I believe sets my program apart from other energetic systems, one of the things, okay, is that when I test you, it's not for memorization. If you're going to try and memorize the information, you're wasting your time. You're just wasting your time because when it comes to the tests, um, I'm not going to ask you, oh, uh, where is the sacral chakra? No, the question is going to be somewhere all along the lines of, um, your client has struggles building intimate connections. Um, they have digestive issues. They have reproductive issues. Um, they've been complaining of low back problems. Uh, these are their main complaints. So how would you assess and what would be your focus? You're screwed if you think you're just memorizing things. I want to know how are you applying this information? I don't care if you can memorize. I want to know what you're going to do with the information that you understand. I want to know how deep you deeply you understand it. So to get that question right, you would need to begin assessing the sacral chakra. You would need to begin assessing the psoas muscle. You would need to assess whether or not your client feels supported in their environment. Are they in a cycle of self-hatred, self-loathing, self-rejection? And if that's the case, what's going on with their heart and their solar plexus? Do they feel disempowered? It's not just the sacral chakra. It's always a multiple choice type thing of what you're going to check. And then you need to tell me why. Why are you checking that? What's your objective and what's your secondary objective? What? I need a secondary? You absolutely do. You absolutely do. Because if what you suspect is not what's going on, I need to know that you're going to be thorough and not mess your client up. What else are you going to check? 
And that's how a soul works. That's how your lessons work. It's not about memorizing. It's not about reading a book. It's about being in real life situations that test the application of the wisdom you've just acquired from your life circumstance. So people ask, why, why, why do they have to come back? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Why do you think? Have you learned what you need? I learned it already. That's why I left. Okay. Did you leave because of avoidance? Was it just avoiding? I mean, I'm not trying to condemn anyone. I'm asking questions. What were the circumstances that surrounded you leaving? Did you leave because you came to the realization that you deserve more than what they're capable of giving you? Or were you triggered to the degree that you didn't want to deal with it, so you left? Those are two different, very, very different paths that you're on. Very, very different paths. So sometimes life has a way of regurgitating the same type of situation so that you can better digest it. You know, better digest it. Card number 35, conscious connections. They had a conscious connection with someone else at some point. That person still has a heart-based connection with them, but all the color is gone from this person. They're busy watching you. They're busy watching you, learning about you, uh, observing your behavioral patterns, what feeds your soul, what nourishes you, what triggers you into a defensive posture. Um, they're really trying to get to know you. But again, we got to ask why. What is their intention? Are they trying to learn all of this in order to more easily and readily subdue you? Um, to bypass your defenses? Um, I don't know. I think the answer is going to be different for each of us. But we do have to all be cognitively aware that that answer is going to be different for all of us. Just because someone is getting this information and it's going to be like a beautiful reunion. Um, you guys are going to have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to be true for everyone. Right? So we have to be open to being shown by our soul what the person's intention actually is. Now, I will be the first to admit I suck at reading people's character when it comes to people who are personally connected to me. I suck at it. <laughs> I'm not even ashamed. I suck at it. Yeah, no. I'm usually drawn to the darkest, most sinister people. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we can be friends. Yeah, no, I got to stop doing that. I've stopped doing that. And what ends up happening is I, because, you know, if I let you in, uh, I have so much love for you. And that's just not going to go away. You know, it's just not going to go away. So now it becomes this thing of I have to be selective of who I allow in. I cannot just fall in love with someone's potentiality. Because that's what's bit me in the booty so many times. So many. Y'all, I don't got enough booty to get bit that much. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying I don't have the genetics for that. 
I don't even have a mini donk. I have like, I have like dominoes. <laughs> Just one turned on its side. That's fine. It's a domino. It's <laughs> it's just a domino okay i don't got it in me to get bit that many times i need to finally learn this lesson of as much as i want to love everyone most people i will have to love silently from afar okay i just have to do this from afar and and the thing is you know, like, see that comment right there? It says, I use my discernment muscle and reading people muscle a lot. So I'm good with these things. <laughs> Hold on, I need to spray my face. <laughs> I just need to spray myself. Be civilized, my girl. Be civilized. Girlfriend, I'm a karate chop you in the forehead. Recalibrate, recalibrate. I have to recalibrate. Recalibrate, recalibrate. All right, moving forward. Card number 15, big, bold vision. You got to have a big, bold vision. You just need to. You need to allow yourself to exit out of what you think you know. <clears throat> you just need to you need to because this lesson is going to be far different than anything you've ever experienced if this is the period where we are being gifted the opportunity to like catapult ourselves to like the utmost degree you got to learn how to work that catapult you just do you got, you know, there are people who exist who'll be like, you just got to pull the lever and then it catapults things. <laughs> Honey, you must learn the fulcrum. <laughs> you got to learn the fulcrum, the degree with which <laughs> you need to recalibrate, okay? Because although it will set loose, it might just dump it right at your feet. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I, that that was good. See, I recalibrated. Snap, just snap it, snap it, snap it. <laughs> snap. I just got to snap like that because um, it's this thing of I used to exist in this place where I thought I understood because I'm really good at following the trajectory, pre-planning. I'm really good at vectors. I'm really good at a lot of things. That don't mean caca when it comes to the will of soul. Souls don't have to stick to the limitations of human limits. They just don't. They just don't. They really, really don't. What you think you know when it comes to a soul level, the more advanced you become with your understanding, the more you will understand how little we as humans are capable of actually grasping. I 
I found the more profound the soul, the more humble their approach for any given situation. They will quietly observe. They'll be a neutral observer and they'll begin to form postulations, hypotheses, and all sorts of different scientific things that basically means F around and find out <laughs> or watch and learn. There's always a calculated risk. There's always a calculated risk. You just never really know how things are going to pan out because you can't control someone outside of yourself. Ask all the people who effed around and found out when it comes to me. You want to do everything you can to make me yell and become combative? Honey, you never know. That's That, that might be when I get real calm and very civil and make you feel real dumb for raising your voice when I'm sitting here quietly attempting to have a civil conversation with you. I mean, you guys witnessed that when I was arguing with a hospital when they violated my family's patient rights and the patient rights that extend to me as his legal representative. Mm -hmm. You guys witnessed that. And then when people think I'm going to shrink away, boom, there I am. Who didn't see it coming? Because I'm a sovereign. I can pick and choose how I'm going to react to anything in life. Now, there's times where I didn't even realize I was going to react like that. I distinctly remember a time where this girl started so much caca with me. My, my old roommate started so much caca with me. And then we ended up being at the same party. And I was getting ready to leave and she arrived. And I just gave birth. And she'd never seen me angry before. Totally miscalculated. She totally miscalculated. I didn't realize I was going to react like that. I just know she was getting loud with me in the driveway. <laughs> and, and then everyone was there. And then I saw her face like to the side. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> Turns out I slapped her. <laughs> I didn't know. That wasn't something I planned. It was, it was not something I planned. Sometimes you don't even know how you're going to react. You know? Who knows? See, that's why I knew you were full of caca. I knew you were so full of caca. Someone on uh, YouTube, please ban that person. You're full of caca. You're just full of caca. You are. To make such an audacious statement... To have the audacity. I have all ascended masters in me. Mm-hmm. You're probably one of my stalkers. Because you have the same caca energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. For real. I'm being completely serious. That's caca. Not even the kind that you can use for fertilizer. Did you know there's two kinds of caca? One, you can use it for fertilizer, so it's beneficial. The other one, uh, you can't. You can't. I, I learned about that when I was beginning my, um, my journey into the composting life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, you cannot use the caca of a meat eater, a carnivore. Uh, it does not have the beneficial stuff. 
so I was told, um, and that you can't compost um, animal matter. It has to, no, you don't do that because it will introduce uh, bacteria that will not be healthy to place on um, food that you grow. So I was like, oh, that's the kind of manure. <laughs> it's not even manure. Yeah. See, when people try and consume your energy, when they try and consume your attention, um, clearly they're full of caca, but it's not the caca that you can use. It's the kind that you need to just discard. Like that. Nothing but net. <laughs> Look at the flick of the wrist. Look at the flick of the wrist. <laughs> Thank you for giving me something to laugh about, though. So card number five, follow your own rhythm. Really allow yourself to follow your own rhythm. You phase in and out of learning cycles. This person has allowed themselves to phase into a learning, a cycle of learning about you. <laughs> Michael. I'm not, I can't even say that publicly. <laughs> I cannot say that publicly. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Y'all, I will just say this in general terms. If you want to make it a goal to have all sorts of other beings occupy your sacred holy temple, um, you're basically the spiritual village Airbnb. Everyone just enters and exits as they please. They all take turns using you. I will never willingly, consciously choose to be a spiritual Airbnb. No. My space is too highly sacred. It's exclusive. No. That will never be my goal. And I sure hope that that's never any of your goals either. I sure hope that you understand you're enough just as you are. You don't have to claim anything else. You don't. I remember so many different galactic lineages that I'm from. This life, I'm human. That doesn't negate the fact that I do still have access to those abilities from those galactic lifetimes. I do still have access to the memories of all the ancestors of all my lives. Um, I'm still human. I'm a stay-at-home mom. A badass stay-at-home mom, but still a stay-at-home mom. A human stay-at-home mom at that. I'm enough as I am. I don't need all the other titles. Strip all those other titles away and leave yourself bare, just naked in your truth. The beauty of that, the grace of the curves of your body, your body is manifested poetry. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't need to claim anything else. Neither do you guys. The moment you begin feeling like you have to claim other things and now it's this like, we're part of the cool club. That's the moment I no longer resonate with you. I just, no, that's very ego-based. It's very ego-based. It's my opinion. 
it's also my channel. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. See, that's how it works. Um, I'm just so good off that, you know, I, I feel like what's happening right now is part of this process that's helping you to learn you as you are is worthy of being uh, valued by someone else to the degree that someone's watching you and taking notes. They're trying to learn you in a very intimate way. That can be really sweet or that can be really creepy. It depends on the person's intent. And I think that's the major thing is you have to determine what someone's intent actually is. Because I have, I have, I have had, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ooh, my irritation just skyrocketed. I have had more than my fair share of people trying to learn me very intimately in a very covert manner because their intention was just disgusting. Disgusting. An attempt to override my sovereignty. An attempt to dominate me. An attempt to corner me somewhere physically. An attempt to accidentally on purpose run into me. Like, F out of here with that. F out of here with that. No. I do not consent. I refuse. No. And it's okay for you to have that opinion. Now, not all of us are going to have someone approaching taking notes because they have um, they have this divine need to connect and you know you guys are going to learn something together. Uh -uh. Some people they convince themselves of all of these different things that are just really cockaboo-boo, cockaboo-boo, cockaboo shit. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it is. Let me, um, I, I took a screen shot of someone's post. I got to find it. It was a really good one to the point where I was like, hey, can I share this? Here. You can take something meant to raise consciousness, misinterpret everything about it so that it reinforces ego and ignorance. So be careful of that. Be careful of that. Be careful. Okay? Don't allow people's teachings to really manipulate you into this place of compliance with draconian programs. Like, no. If it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. And you don't have to be apologetic for not having resonance. I had no res. I don't even know who the heck was removed. I have no resonance with them. From the start of their comments, zero resonance. Zero. Absolutely no resonance. I'm pretty sure that was one of my stalkers, to be honest. Pretty sure of it. No resonance. Do I have to be sorry? Do I have to be ashamed that people publicly witnessed me reinforcing my boundaries, cultivating my space? No. No. And if it's a question of, well, oh my gosh, Emmy, what if people get upset and offended by your behavior? Well, that's not my intent. But if it upsets you that I'm enforcing my boundaries and cultivating my space and having some sort of standards for myself, I don't know that it's a loss for me for you to go. You see how that works? 
And you see how that works? Because really, why do you need someone in your life who can't respect the fact that you have a legitimate need to maintain your personal peace? Why do you need people like that in your life? And maybe for some of us, the person who's watching you is someone who's going to test that, test that boundary, try and get you to waver in your sense of self and what you deserve and what you need and, you know, all of those things. You have to be apologetic for having needs. Why? Explain it to me. Why? Why do you have to feel badly for being a human being, having human needs? And vocalizing your needs. And forcing boundaries. See, that's part of the problem with spiritual um, spiritual teachings. The whole concept of turn the other cheek. The only time I'm going to turn the other cheek is if I'm cocking my hand back to punch you back. Now, here's the kicker. I've learned I don't need to continue to exist in environments where I'm going to have to cock my hand back and punch you back. You know what I mean? I don't need to stay there. Yeah, no, I can remove people from my life who are like that. That's a healthy thing. Spiritual people will tell you, not all of them, but some, They'll tell you that you're being childish if you block someone because they have a differing opinion. The differing opinion is not the problem. It's the disrespect. And if someone doesn't understand how you felt disrespected, maybe they didn't think you were deserving of the level of respect that you obviously feel as your standard, your basic level. Hey, I'm not here for other people to tell me what I deserve and don't deserve. I'm here to embody my truth. Are you here in this life to embody your truth? Because for some, part of your truth is someone watching, taking notes, and finding a way to approach you in a respectful manner. For others... It might be an opportunity for you to really flex within your own space and put into practice a lot of the self-love concepts you've been trying to master. It's a part of self-love to have boundaries and be able to enforce them. That's a part of self-love. Don't fall into the trap of people trying to tell you like, oh, if you're a sovereign just because you set your intention, um, people are not allowed to treat you however they want because you set your intention. Yeah, no, we live in a world of humans. <laughs> we live in a world of humans. You cannot control another human being. You cannot control another soul. Some will hear and see these boundaries and they will receive it as a challenge that they are going to accept. It's an invitation. Here's a line. I want you to conquer it. That's how they hear and see it for some. So what do you do with that? Set an intent. 
part of setting an intention powerfully is matching the energy and the action behind the intent. When I tell someone, like say they're testing me and I, I say, F around and find out. You can feel. That's, those are not empty words. Those are not empty words. What is she going to do? You'll see. Like I said, F around and find out. Do you want to find out? Probably not. Why? Because you can feel the energy matches the intention, matches the potential action that's being loaded into the template of manifestation. You can feel it. You can feel it. So now comes a point where I'm really needing to encourage you to own your space, own your truth. Who cares who's watching you and taking notes? Who cares? Just keep living. Keep living. Keep being an expression of your own truth. Keep being who you are. Allow yourself to really begin blossoming in that space. Furred and feathered friends. Allow yourself to exist in different environments. Notice how they're all different species from all sorts of different um, type of terrain, right? Different elements. We got air, we got water, we have land. I mean, it's okay for you to be in an environment where not everyone is the same. I think for some of us, whoever this is that's planning to approach you, um, they're like you, but they're not. They're like you, but they're not. You don't have to agree on everything. You can coexist in a unified diversity. You can be diverse in that unity. You absolutely can. You guys saw me go live with my girlfriend, Jenna. We're so different. Our energies are different. Our outlook is different. The way we live is different. We're just different, period. Yet it's a beautiful thing coming together, holding space with each other, being able to talk to each other and own our differences. Like, it's okay to be different. It really, truly is. It's okay to be different. It's okay. We don't have to agree, nor do we have to argue. So Michael is saying um, there's a difference. There's a difference in this person who's approaching. He says once upon a time, the person thought you had to completely and blindly agree with each other and be on the same path and basically be the same person. But now, now that reality has struck, it's set in um, and it's settling in. It's this realization of how different you guys are, yet still the same. Yet in those differences, um, there's room to explore. There's room to grow, to be further matured, ripened, elevated, deepened, just so much potentiality. Because when you're around people who are different from you, it expands the places of you that you're afraid 
to explore. Why do I like being in um, environments that you'd never guess I would be in? Why is that? I mean, I come from a culture where uh, you're encouraged to hang out with just Filipinos. You know what I mean? That's not necessarily like a conscious programming. Programming. Uh, it's it has to do with you know ethnic pride. Like you're supposed to be extremely proud to be the ethnicity you are, which is Filipino, and you're supposed to hang around with other Filipinos. And there's this like. Um, stigma that I always receive, where if I don't hang out with other Filipinos, I think I'm better than all the other Filipinos. And I'm totally uh, Americanized and whitewashed. That's just like, what? What? Well, why can't I hang out with other people? Why do I need to hang out with people who don't necessarily understand me because during that time none of my Filipino friends were into any of the subject matter that I was into everyone was busy going to bars and drinking I don't like to drink I don't drink I don't like to go to bars I don't like to be in crowded spaces I don't like to be around other people I like very quiet very controlled settings I like to be out in nature ain't nobody want to go with me to Yosemite they don't want to go to a bar. I don't want to go to a bar. I want to go to Highway 1. I want to go to Pescadero and just hang out on the cliffs. Or I want to go to Yosemite. Or I want to take that long-ass drive over to Mount Shasta and have a picnic and just, like, drink the water. Okay? I'm not into the stuff that people my age at that time were into. So why did I have to limit myself and only hang out with people that I'm told I'm supposed to hang out with? And then here's what I learned. I don't have to be apologetic for who I'm drawn to. I just don't. I'm drawn to the people who are healthy for me. I'm drawn now to the people who help grow me in the most compassionate way possible. I don't have to be in an environment where I feel like people are just tolerating me. Not anymore. Like, I don't need that anymore. I don't need the people, places, and things that further fuel this sense of insecurity of like, people don't like me, they're just tolerating me. Now it's like, you can like me, you can not like me, but can you respect me? Because if you can't respect me and you make me feel like you're just tolerating me, I really don't need to be there. I don't. I'm not lonely. I like solitude. Besides, I have a huge family. <laughs> I have a huge family. Like, I'm not craving attention in that way. I'm not craving acceptance in that way. And that makes me super stable within myself. And maybe that's why someone's taking notes because they're learning how to stabilize themselves still. Maybe they went through something that destabilized them 
Maybe they went through a hardship that caused them to question the validity of their existence. I don't know. Someone's watching you, though. They're learning something profound from you. Ooh. Sacral chakra. There's a sacral-based connection between the two of you. Card number 51, the sound of the universe. So it's almost a sense of like telepathic communication that might be initiated. They like stars as well. It's like... um. I'm wondering if this is someone who's comfortable in the darkness, just as comfortable as you are. Um, kind of like, like I'm not necessarily scared of the dark. Um, some of my most favorite things to do is to get lost in a desert, like literally wilderness with no city around for miles upon miles and just sit outside and stare at the stars. I, I used to do that a lot when I was in the RV full time. Whenever we would park in the middle of nowhere and boondock for the night, um, I would climb onto the roof and just stare at the stars. There's something about the way the stars shine deep, deep, deep in the desert wilderness. There's just something about it. I'm wondering if like... I'm wondering if it's this thing of um resonance they resonate with your lack of fear of shadow you know like neither of you are afraid to deep dive into those shadow aspects of yourselves uh, matthew says does solitude mean alone or does it mean more solitude does not mean alone to me it means so much more than just not having someone around it means the stillness and the silence necessary to hear my soul. It means this attitude of like solar growth. Like a profound catalytic change that's initiated in the stillness. It's so, so much more than just being alone. Because the way I function personally... I can be in a room full of people and feel so utterly alone and it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good, but I can have solitude and be so at peace and no one's around. I wonder if we all need to spend time in some solitude to better understand who we are. And what we're doing. Um, unfurling back to love. So heart chakra, sacral chakra. This is a twin connection. Those are where the twin cords are typically anchored. The heart and the sacral. Simultaneously. Simultaneous. Loving compassion. Okay, so maybe for some this is a cycle you're entering into where the wounds inflicted by the pairs on each other need to be healed, need to be allowed to heal. This doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be in each other's physical presence, 
to make this heal, to initiate the healing, to complete the healing. Uh, this could mean an energetic reconnection, energetic reconvergence. I think for some, your time together, like physical proximity has come to an end. Um, not for all, but for some, I think you're never going to be in each other's presence again because you're not meant to be. You don't need to be in order to learn the lessons that are needing to be learned. Um, our ancient future. So this probably has to do with something uh, that was left unresolved long ago. Let's look at that. The yin and the yang, the counterparts. Notice how she has two... Um, two DNA strands, one in each hand, um, that has a lot to do with each of you growing in a different hand of the creator. You know, it's not all on one hand. So that separation is a real thing. Uh, it might be a necessary thing. It might be something that was already pre-planned. Card number 41, Realm Bridger. Let's see, for some... For some, it's this sense of they need to bridge the realms that exist between the two of you. Like that separation um, happened to such an um, intense degree that, and it wasn't supposed to happen that way. It was probably something that occurred due to interference by people who are not part of that pair. A lot of interference occurs because too many people talk too damn much. <laughs> I'm my bad. I'm sorry. That was a little too truthful. It's true though. So many people have so much to say about situations they don't even understand. Why do you listen to them? Why do you listen to them? You know what makes me an amazing girlfriend? Do you know what makes me an amazing girlfriend for people? Not romantic, but like, you know, a platonic girlfriend. If you're having relationship problems, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm going to ask you the way in which you need me to support you. Do you want me to just listen? Um, do you want me to kind of encourage you? Like, what do you need right now? I'm not going to bash your partner. I'm going to remind you. I'm not there during the tender moments. I'm not there when he makes you feel like a queen. All I hear is when you're having hardships, when you're feeling low, when your feelings are hurt, it would be very unfair of me to give my input in that sense because I don't know about the goodness. So am I telling you to stay? No. Am I telling you to leave? No. What I'm saying is, because you're asking me for my opinion, that tells me you are considering leaving. That also tells me you haven't decided to leave yet because any woman knows this. When you are done, baby, you're not asking anyone for their input. You are out. You are out. And then afterwards, you will let your girlfriends know like, no, I left. I'm good. F that. You don't need anyone's permission anymore.
You don't need me telling you how to live. You don't need me telling you what decisions to pick. You just need to know that someone supports you regardless. And that's what makes me a good girlfriend. I support you regardless. Whether I agree with your option that you're choosing or not, I mean, who the hell am I? I'm not you. I'm not going to live through that. Choose what's true for you. True, choose what is most appropriate for you in, in your life um, based on your level of understanding. There's been like plenty of situations where it's this thing of like, I can see the way specific types of situations are going to play out. And I tell people like very blunt assessment. And then I for you to decide. And then you make your decision and I respect that. I'm not going to try and talk you into something, out of something. I'm just going to say, okay. And really, truly mean it. Like, okay. If that's what you decide, sure. No. Hey, you got to do what's right for you. Like, I really, truly, deeply feel that. You have to do what's right for you. No one else. You take into your life. Uh, your, you take into consideration your life what you need, whether it's uh, emotional, financial, social, whatever it is, take all of those things into consideration, make a decision, I support it. And people might be like, well, what if they're thinking of walking away from you? I support it. My love's not here as a cage. If you feel like you have to walk away, something happened. It made you feel that way. I would love if we can talk. You know, or you can let me know if I've done something. Do you need to? You don't need to explain anything to me. You really don't. That's how I respect and love people. You're not obligated to do any of that. You are obligated, though, to understand what you need and put that into action. To provide for yourself the very things that you are needing for your growth. For some of us, I feel like this person, whoever it is, part of the consideration that's being um, really, really heavily thought about is how would you integrate them into your life if you don't need them? Well, I think the real question here is how do you know I don't need you? How do you know I don't need you? And that's the thing. We make these assumptions about people because we think we know. What you think you know, that's very much tainted by the monkey mind of the human being. You ever seen these naughty little monkeys like at the zoo or um, watch those documentaries? The best ones are the monkeys that occupy, I forget where the temple is. I think it's in Asia somewhere. These monkeys are, they live at a temple, some sacred site. And I think it's the belief of the people that the monkeys are their relatives who have crossed over or something like that. And so the monkeys are not scared of people. If they see your backpack is open, they, they're going to rob you. <laughs> they're going to stick their hand all up in your backpack, steal your water, steal your snacks, you know, that, that's, that's that level of naughty monkeyness. That's the human mind. 
it'll steal your potential right out of your hand. That potential that you carry with you, it'll steal it just because it can't. Just because it can. So this means you have to begin thinking not just with logic, not just with emotion, but you have to begin really processing what, what stage of your development are you in? What is your end goal right now? You know, what, what is the main objective, that short-term goal? Do you want to know as much as possible about someone so that you can understand how to approach? Or do you want to know as much as possible about someone so that you can know how to subdue? I mean, if it's the latter, you're, you're, you're a jerk. <laughs> you're a bad person. Leave them alone. What's wrong with you? Go watch some TV or something. Go exercise. Go freaking change your diet. Your attitude sucks. You're eating too much refined food and, and all of these like processed colors and stuff. It's affecting your logic, your brain function. Stop being like that. Be a good person for once. Stop being a walking wound. Be a good person. Work on healing yourself so that you, you're not so miserable in your life that you're looking for people to hurt and harm. I promise you, when you live like that, eventually... You'll come across someone who's just as wicked, possibly even more. And you're going to get a steaming pile of caca medicine that you're going to need to gobble down. Stop being that way for real. For people who are like that, we're entering into a period where people are being empowered within their sovereign space. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just because I don't retaliate doesn't mean there aren't hundreds of thousands of people who are now willing to retaliate energetically. Don't get yourself in a situation. Use your time, energy, and focus to heal yourself and your wounds so you stop bleeding all over people who never inflicted that injury on you. Card number eight, third eye chakra, perspective. So you have the sacral, you have the heart, you have the third eye. Okay, you also have the throat. This is some really intense connectivity. Like when you have all of those chakras, specifically those chakras, that's setting you up for something ridiculously profound when it comes to spiritual learning, spiritual growth. Um, that's why this is intense. So we have fire and we have the crystal keys. Crystal keys. Mm -hmm. Your hearts, they sing the same song. They know how to harmonize. This is for many of you. You might not know who this is. Okay, that's okay. There's this sense that for many of you, not all, but for many of you, this is someone whose heart carries the same song as yours. It can harmonize with your heart song. This is going to be a very healing connection. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be romantic, but it carries with it the potentiality of 
helping you to heal beyond the hurts you've you've been carrying now we also have card number 15 fire solaris sublime look at those dragons intertwined that solar shakti that passion this is there's a potential of a very passionate connection i don't i want to be clear passion does not always equate sexuality it does not always involve fornication okay can we, can we just like you know ingrain that into our minds at this point it does not always mean you're going to have some sort of biblical relations with someone but this is going to be a very passionate connection uh oh uh-huh all right let's see three cards all right card number 28 fourth house roots oh i love this thing <laughs> this is my most favorite sonnet it's by pablo neruda oh I love you as certain dark things are to be loved in secret between the shadow and the soul. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Your question may somehow be rooted in the past. The fourth house is ruled by the moon and governs the feelings. All the ways we are touchy and emotional, dreams in our soul yearnings. It signifies the home, family, and the earliest phase of childhood, even to the time shortly before birth when we are still in the womb. Oh, wow. Okay, in the fourth house, the self is centered and grounded, but likes to hide away. As well as caretaking, it also represents hidden treasures and a place to retreat. You are someone's sanctuary. There is both a gentleness and emotional rawness in the fourth house. When this card shows up in a reading, home and family issues may have something to do with your query. Mm-hmm. And as it represents your current environment, family members and where you live, real estate and land might also figure in as in putting down roots or buying or selling a home. So I'm wondering if part of the message here is the person who is watching you is relocating. They're relocating. All right. Mm. This card can also indicate the presence of angels and being directed by heavenly means. So I think it's your own soul that might be inviting them to view you, to observe you. You might be prickly. <laughs> Are you a prickly pear? I'm prickly. I'm very prickly. So you have to be careful the way you approach me if you want Um a long-lasting connectivity with me. I can't ever feel forced. Maybe that's why they're watching you. They want they they want you to feel um, as though they've taken the time and the effort to learn how to approach you respectfully. That's so important to have respect for each other. Okay. Um, events or appearances um, of persons from your faraway childhood may suddenly be relevant again. You may reconnect with someone and pick up again just where you started. Even if it's been years since you've seen your friend, 
Memories of past lives may surface, transforming areas of your present life. Depending upon the surrounding cards, the results may be uplifting and perfect or shattering to the core. Oh, shoot. These memories will change you in the way you view your life. Look for reunions and reconnections with persons from your past. Okay, so that's paired with a Cancerian card. Finally, whatever is being asked about may occur around the time of the full moon. When is the full moon? I don't follow that type of information. So it's paired with the... Um, it's paired with... Oh, no, not, not Cancerian. Card number 10, Neptune, Sacrifice. The whole idea of compassion is based on a keen awareness of the interdependence of all these living things, which are all part of one another and all involved in one another. Um, so Neptune is inspired visions coupled with nebulous thinking. Neptune represents glamour, the word glamour coming from the French word grimoire and connected to the word grammar, meaning to create magic or to cast a spell. Ten and ten. Two plus eight is ten. And then there's ten. Okay, that's a really messed up feeling that I'm getting. It's this really weird sense. That whoever this is, they um, they had witchcraft done on them. Like if, if this person is or was in a relationship and that relationship ended and that's why now they're considering approaching you. It's almost a sense of they had witchcraft done on them. And that's why they were in that relationship in the first place. Y'all, let me just say this very clear and very blunt. Anyone who does love spells on another person, you're just pathetic. And you deserve the karma that you're going to receive from that. Yes, I said it. I said it and I'm not sorry that I said it. That is an absolute violation of someone's free will. Violation of their free will. That is a massive, massive karmic load. Massive. One of two things happen when people do this. If they don't restore the person's free will and undo it, <clears throat> one of two things happens. Carries over into the next life, okay? Chances are, and I see this as very common, um, they will continue to have that obsession with you. And they're probably going to be very, very toxic to you in that next life. Uh, a violent partner, um, you know, certain words that I can't use on social media. You're going to have to live with that.
Yep. Yep. Or it's going to be finished off during this lifetime in which um, they're just going to decimate your entire heart and life. That's how it usually ends. The amount of vindictiveness that builds up in the person just literally out of nowhere. Um, that's their soul pissed off. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's their soul just absolutely livid and no longer willing to continue under that type of slavery. Uh, people don't like when I, when I talk about things like that, like you know, that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. Why don't you want to know? Do you not want to know because you did it to someone? Maybe you need to know that so you can undo it. How do I undo it? Go back to the person you paid to do it. Tell them to undo it. Go Google it. If you Googled how to do it, Google how to undo it. Yeah. And, you know, I might be talking in a really like condescending irritated way because this it's it's ugly you want me to sugarcoat it you took someone's free will i don't need to consider your feelings are you kidding me right now i don't need to consider jack squat you didn't consider jack squat you think people need to consider how to approach you when you didn't consider your effect on someone else's life, you want to keep them imprisoned and own them? You on the wrong channel then. You on the wrong live stream then. Because no, I'm not going to cater to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to cater to you. You need to know the ramifications of it. You really, really need to know. She said it, hmm, says, why would anyone want anyone to only be with them due to a spell? That wouldn't be real love. It's ugly. That's why it turns ugly every single time. That's why these people who do these spells for other people, they don't tell you that. <laughs> they don't tell you that. It turns ugly every single time. You're going to live out the karmic ramifications of that, either in this life or the next. And for some people, it follows them through multiple lifetimes. Depending on how effective that love spell was. That's what's going to determine how many lifetimes it follows you. <laughs> people be too much. All right. You might be caught in a situation with, which is unclear. The reasons behind it may not make sense or are being withheld from you. Another manifestation of the Neptune card is that you may find difficulties getting on the right path or in clarifying a direction. Okay. Be careful of trickery and playing emotional games. If a beautiful person enters your life, test a relationship. Um, this planet also represents sleight of hand tricks, yet also a supernal type of creativity. You cannot be a poet or a mystic. 
without the rays of Neptune influencing you. Okay. So it's like this sense of someone might have done this to them or to you. And now you're gaining clarity as to what needs to be done. Um, you probably still have, that's why, that's why they haven't approached because, um, the readings keep talking about how this person is in a holding pattern, holding pattern, holding pattern, like, dude, pick something, decide something and put action behind it. Just because I don't like the same message over and over. It sounds like a freaking broken record. Um, that's why, that's why. It's because there's that potentiality of um, something being done, like magical thing being done, and it's creating a lot of distortion and perception. So card number 26, second house, owning. Wealth is the ability to truly experience life. You will own it. Okay. That's what it says. You will own it. The second house isn't always to do with money and possessions. It's about ownership of talents, maintaining comfortable shelter, living up to personal values and self-esteem. It's also about what we decide to utilize or manifest in the physical realm, the desired result of which will always be quantifiable rewards, comfort, and also familial happiness. So things are still needing to be put back into their proper order before this person um, can continue forward in their life. You're like a future event that hasn't happened yet. They're still dealing with their current. That's just that I'm getting now. So it's not necessarily a lack of ability to put action behind a plan. It's more of uh, prioritizing what needs to be worked out right now. Um, the second house card can at times indicate stubbornness, slothfulness, and developments that come about slowly or seem to drag. You will not be able to rush things. In most instances, this card indicates an abundant harvest. No matter how fast or delayed it may be, it will arrive. So I'm wondering if 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 this is someone, um, maybe it's an old business partner, and they're coming back to present you with another business opportunity. Uh, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's family, I don't know. But first, they need to take care of that unfinished business. Maybe, maybe there is some sort of like joint um investment joint financial in investment maybe um maybe they were in a relationship or something like that and they owned a house together and that needs to be liquidated uh maybe they own a business together i don't know it's this thing of the other person uh not the person watching you but the other person is trying to drag this out as much as possible so that it'll give the person watching you time to change their mind as though that person will change their mind. I don't think they're changing their mind anymore. I think whether they approach you or not, that thing is done. Whatever it was, it's done. And they're going to have an abundant harvest. They're going to be perfectly fine. Um, laying down foundations, recognizing what's valuable. It feels like they're laying down a foundation for their life. 
and they've found the value in you, like you're very, very valuable to them. I don't know if it's valuable in a romantic sense, platonic sense, business sense, social sense. I really don't know. I, I really don't know at all. Um, but it's the sense of recognizing your value. Like you carry this tremendous value for them. Oh, that is sweet. That is sweet. The potentiality of one day reconnecting, even for just a conversation, is the very thing that fuels their momentum. It's the driving force. It's the very thing that gives them the courage to make this decision finally. That's, that's what I'm being told and made to feel. Like, because of you. Because of you. I don't know if it's something you said. I don't know if it's something you did. I don't know if it's just seeing you living your life without them that's making them like, you know what? Um, I really don't want to be where I'm at. I want to be beside you. I don't know. That could just be some toxic Piscean romantic stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. But that was the sense that I got. I don't know. But let's just toss that last part out. <laughs> it might be some toxic Piscean thing. I don't know. <laughs> let's um let's pull a Quan Yin card that's been forever since I pulled one of those mm, there. Alrighty. All right, so I'm pulling out two cards. I thought I was pulling out one card. Okay, three cards. Three cards. That's it. I'm not looking at any more cards. This is going back. It's going back. That's it. No more. No more cards. Card number 26. All righty. Shining Lotus. There are times when it makes sense to be discreet until you find your inner strength so that you feel empowered enough to share your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs without wavering, even in the face of challenge by another. At other times, we benefit ourselves and others by taking a risk and allowing the inner lotus blossom of our true self to shine forth for all to behold. Wow! Wow! Talk about being fully aligned with the message that I've been talking about. Two is the number of guidance. Six is the number of the vessel, the cup, the self. Two plus six is merger. Eight, reunification. Your guidance, reunifying all your parts, bringing you back home to yourself. Wow. So for anyone who wants to know more about the meaning of this card, this is the deck, the Quan Yin Oracle um, by Alana Fairchild. Um, I invite you to look that up. It's card number 26, Shining Lotus, card number 26, Shining Lotus. You can find the meaning of it online. All right. Then we have card number 12, Gates of Heaven. 
All beings have an ultimate spiritual destiny of happiness and freedom. Beloved Kuan Yin shines tireless compassion upon all life to this end. Yet sometimes attachments, um, lower vibrational beings, entities, and elementals become frightened of divine love and believe they will do better to hide in human energy fields instead. This blocks progress towards liberation where human beings and lower vibrational beings can pass through the gates of heaven into peace, bliss, and homecoming to the spiritual source of all life. Sometimes we need to help beings find their way to the light. They can get attached to earthly energies, people, places, or things. Like trying to enter a forbidden city, they attempt to reside where they should not, within the light of the human energy field rather than progressing spiritually on their journey through the gates of heaven into a higher consciousness of bliss. Sometimes this happens because although the journey can occur to the consciousness of the lower vibrational being, it doesn't seem possible. So it's card number 12, gates of heaven, card number 12. It's this sense of... <clears throat> First and foremost, the person is having all of these considerations occurring, just a whole bunch of different things happening within them. And then on top of that, this recognition that these things that are probably happening within them are the very things that are being incepted by parasitic type energy. So this is someone <clears throat> who either has people who are parasitic in nature and are trying to control them by uh, impacting their decision-making for themselves, or it, it could be so many different things. It could be so many different things. It can be a full-on parasitic latching for all we know. They just got to do their thing, whatever their thing is. Got to give them time. Final card, Daughter of the Phoenix, card number six. When the soul is ready to spread its wings, it goes through a deep cleansing, purification, and preparation for new levels of spiritual wisdom, power, and light. Just like the phoenix that is baptized through celestial fire to be born anew, you are going through such a phase of heavenly purification, preparation, and initiation. This is an advanced phase of soul growth, and soon after you will enjoy greater spiritual peace, divine power, and advancement on your divine life path. Quan Yin, daughter of the Phoenix, has been through fire, both physical and heavenly, and has ascended into a position of great spiritual peace, power, and authority. She guides you now to claim your rebirth and ascend. In the same way that if we are moving house, we should need to sort through our possessions and sometimes it's an opportunity to let go of that which we do not wish to take with us into our new life. As we prepare to move into a higher level of consciousness, there are old habits, stuck emotions, and stagnant energy that do not belong in this new life cycle. So clearly this person is going through a cleansing. They're going through a baptism through the flames. Yeah, they're needing to completely finish out the cycle. It's probably a karmic cycle with another person. They need to be completely done with that before they ever dream of approaching you, which to me, that's the ultimate sign of respect and consideration. Like, don't bring your toxicity to me. Finish it off completely and, and, and then you can consider approaching. Finish off whatever toxic stuff you're dealing with, you know, Whatever that is, deal with it. 
be done with it. And then you can move forward. I think a lot of the things that are happening right now are leading to a greater understanding of who you are. Um, not just them understanding it, but you understanding it as well. You realizing the type of gravity you hold for someone else, for at least one person in this world. I mean, that's important. <sighs> that recognition is important. Maybe this has to do with them helping you to understand that you are freaking important. You have a value that can't be quantified. Um, learn to love yourself. Learn to appreciate the truth of who and what you are. You'll get through this. They'll get through this. Whatever is meant to happen, it will happen in divine time divine measure, all of that. Okay. <clears throat> Please give this video a thumbs up. if you are on Facebook, please do share this out, invite people. Well, now you can't invite people because I'm ending it. <laughs> uh, allow yourself to please put this in people's inboxes, whatever it is, share it in groups. If you're on YouTube, share it out as well. Give it a thumbs up. You guys, please subscribe, follow, like, comment, share it out, all that good stuff. If you are listening to me via podcast, thank you so much for finding me via podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's reading. Uh, I come live pretty much every day on weekdays. I am live at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time doing readings for Pisceans uh, via the Emmy Evolving channel. On Tuesdays, every Tuesday, I come live doing my podcast, The Soul Sanctuary, uh, that has a completely different vibe than my ratchetness on the Emmy Evolving channel. Um, I hope you join me then too. On Tuesdays, I go live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. My Patreon is finally up and running. <coughs> I'll make a proper announcement very, very soon. The Patreon is patreon.com backslash soul sanctuary and the number 23 soul sanctuary 23 go check it out it's going to be an amazing amazing thing to be part of i have a, quite a few different uh tiers that you can choose from different things that i offer i'll be coming live tomorrow evening sunday around 4 30 p.m pacific standard time to do expedites energy work readings all of that good stuff. I hope you guys are able to join me then as well. Till then, I hope everyone has an amazing rest of their day from the deepest depths of my heart's oceans. I love you guys. Bye, everyone. Oh, yes. Soul Sanctuary is also on YouTube. I go live on my Emmy Evolving channel, and now I have the capability of being live on the Emmy Evolving, on the Soul Sanctuary, on <laughs> all sorts of things, all at the same time.